What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Thoughts Account. Play my music, man. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Thoughts That Count. I appreciate you being here. This week, we're going to be talking about how to turn around a bad day. Now, don't you just love you wake up in the morning, you know, you're expecting an awesome day, and right from the jump, you're like, uh-oh, I don't think things are going my way today. I think we've all been there. Stuff just starts going wrong, and when it rains, it pours, doesn't it? But don't you worry, because today it's all about how to turn those bad days around and try to stop them right in their tracks, make sure that those days don't stretch out and that hopefully it's just going to be a bad moment or a bad situation than a whole bad extended period of time. Now, I do want to ensure that you know everybody listening knows bad days are normal. Even successful people who have apparently the world by the butt do not wake up and just crap greatness every day. It's not that every day is the best day ever. It's that they create good days out of the bad. I'm hitting you with the cheesy quote earlier this episode, and it's, it's that life is 90% what happens to you and 10% how you react to it. And that's a big part of what we're going to be talking about today. Now, the format that I have set forth for this episode is I got five main kind of chapters that will kind of outline this whole system, so to speak. But before we get into those five chapters, I want to get personal for a second because I want to talk about the way that I used to deal with bad days versus how I've changed that to how I deal with them now. Now, to be honest, I used to be a much more negative person, especially internally than I had portrayed and that I carry myself as now. Now, I heard a movie quote relatively recently that kind of reminded me of the way that I used to be. Let's see if you guys can guess this movie in the in the comments. But the quote is this, expect disappointment and you can never be disappointed. And that kind of was my mindset. Like I would have things go wrong to me or for me and I would be like, oh, what else can go wrong? Or when it rains, it pours. When something would go wrong, my first mindset would be, oh, well, this day is chalked. It's going to go downhill from here. But as I sit and reflect on that kind of mindset, what a horrible way to live, essentially, to expect that everything's going to go wrong for you. And while I do think that it does soften the blow, per se, of bad things happening, if you have a good mindset about the way life is and the things that happen to you and how your perspective can be shifted to view those in a different light, then I think that that can be a much more positive way to soften that blow per se. Like, let me tell you firsthand, it is very, very exhausting to live in that way. It's exhausting to think that things are going to go wrong for you. It's exhausting to assume the worst and that shows in your personality and it comes out of you in different ways, which is unfortunate because people in general don't like negative people because they want somebody who's optimistic and happy and upbeat and positive, where a negative person is not that fun to be around, really. And unfortunately, subconsciously, negativity is contagious. If your friends are negative or if the people that you're hanging around are extremely negative, you'll find yourself becoming more and more negative as well. So those are just a couple reasons right off the bat that you know living that kind of negative lifestyle is very, very undesirable. The way that I combat this negative mindset was... I started to be very, very intentional with the way that I spoke and the way that I felt and the way that I thought about things that happened to me. Now, it didn't happen overnight, I will will say that, but I did become more obsessed with being positive because I found that I felt better when I was positive. I felt better when I didn't expect the worst thing to happen. Now, did I have days when I kind of relapsed back into that negative mindset? Of course I did. And even, you know, to this day, it's a work in progress. I still have days where I'm like, you know what, I'm really just not feeling today. Today is not really going my way per se, but using some of the stuff that's coming up in these chapters were very, very helpful for me when I tried to make that shift. And I can promise that if you implement some of these things, you will feel better. 
but I've teased it enough. Let's get into these chapters that I've been talking about. Now, this will be the sort of table of contents. Number one being the things you consume. Chapter two will be the things that you do. Chapter three will be your internal environment, perspective, things like that. Chapter four will be on your external environment. And number five will be moments versus days. So let's go ahead and start it right at the beginning. A very good place to start, right? What you consume. So I made sure that I worded this very, very carefully by using the word consume, because I don't just mean eating. I also mean information, drugs, anything that you take in that can be considered a consumption. And all of these things will help either aid or detract from you turning a bad day around. Let's take a moment to talk about food to start off with. Hangriness is a very, very real thing. And I'm sure you guys know this quite well, but be very careful with the things you're trying to accomplish while you're hungry, because you will find that your patience is a little bit less and your temper is a little bit quicker when you don't have food in your stomach. Now, you know, I love the scientific. The scientific reason that this occurs is when you get hungry, your body releases both cortisol and adrenaline which can typically be stress-inducing. So yes, if you've experienced hangriness, it's not just a fad, it is a real thing that definitely affects the way that you feel. Also, if you really wanna get into it, low blood sugar usually interferes with you know upper higher cognition or impulse control. But okay, okay, that's not what you came here for. I do love me a good biochem talk though. Oh, and I can hear you guys in my ear right now. Uh, dork. <laughs> but hey, where else are you going to hear about the realness of hangriness, scientifically speaking? I know, pretty good question, huh? But anyway, moving on. We've done a little talking about what happens if you don't consume any food. What happens if you consume the wrong types of food? Growing up, you probably heard nutrition as, you know, the food pyramid or my healthy plate or whatever. So I won't run you through all that kind of basic stuff. But I guess the important thing to note here would be that it is important what you consume. The food that you put in your body is your fuel. And if you eat like garbage, don't expect to feel super awesome because that kind of stuff does play an effect whether you want to admit it or not. You can try to will yourself past that mentally, but you will still not feel as good as if you were eating the types of foods that maintain your healthy body. And honestly, I think that's a concept that a lot of people understand, but don't always put into action. But I do think in general, people get the information, so I'm not gonna ramble on it here. Let's move on. Social media and news is also something that you consume. And we talked about that in the previous couple episodes about, you know, social media and those standards and stuff like that. But those are things that you consume that will affect the way that your day is going. If you're thinking, okay, you know, I'm already having a bad day and you look at the social media and the world is collapsing and there's wars and there's COVID and all this other stuff, that is bound to affect the way that you not only feel for that day, but that could extend and start to play into a larger picture of a negative life that you feel like you're living. Now, I feel like this one's a little bit more sneaky because it's not actually the message itself that's making you feel bad. It's not the news or social media saying, hey, you're a piece of shit person or you're causing the world to blow up or whatever. But it has a way of subconsciously telling you that maybe what you're doing is not enough or everybody's doing better than you or that the world is in shambles. And these kind of indirect ways of making you feel bad are just that. They're indirect. So they're harder to kind of get a key on as to why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. But what else can you consume? You can consume drugs. Say you want to feel better or, you know, get high or... You're just trying to take the edge off whatever the excuse is. These are chemicals that throw off that natural homeostatic balance. Now, I'm not saying that drugs can't be beneficial. They obviously can be. 
but realize that if it's something like nicotine or alcohol, these are the things you're choosing to consume, there's a pretty good chance, backed by years of scientific evidence, that would prove that you know maybe that's going to have a negative effect on the way that you feel. These kind of things contribute to the bad days that we're talking about. Here's a nice little example. Who's been absolutely ecstatic about having a hangover? So if I haven't made it clearly obvious by this point in the episode, the things that you consume play a big role in the way that you feel on a day-to-day basis. And it is something that definitely deserves your care and attention as you go forward on whether you want to continue to have bad days or try to limit the amount of bad moments that you have. But let's move on to chapter two. What do you do? Now, I think that what you do is extremely important because it will determine your feeling or sense of purpose and progress. It's an interesting duality with wanting to do nothing and having to do something. Because on the one hand, you have not wanting to do anything, just kind of be lazy, have a chill day. But too many of those are a bad thing. They're mind-numbingly boring and they cannot be sustained. So there's the duality part where you have the, you have to do something. You can't spend your whole life doing nothing. That's why this is important though, because if you're not having to do something that you want to do or that you enjoy doing, you have this big problem on your hands because there's an inevitable fate of dissatisfaction. You're either not going to like what you're doing, you're either going to build resentment towards the people you work with, or you're going to have a longing or yearning to do what you actually want to do. So we've definitely talked about this kind of making sure that you're doing the things that fulfill you, doing things that you're passionate about, and making sure that those are supplemented very frequently. These are your hobbies. These are the things that you can hopefully turn into a career path. And we also have the things that need to be done, such as exercising. That's one of those things that can be a great stress reliever. That can be a, another way to be living a happy, healthy lifestyle. We've talked about that in previous episodes as well. And I still maintain this point, but I'm sure that you've also heard enough about make sure you get your 60 minutes of exercise each day from Play 60 or any other health outlet. But the corny quote that goes with this chapter is that inaction creates inaction and action creates action. It is incredibly uncommon in life to do nothing and get something in return for nothing. Everybody wants something. Everybody's willing to give up something to get that something. So if you're willing to give up nothing, you probably won't have a whole lot coming your way. That's why I've talked about, you know, making sure that you're doing something, go for something. The worst thing that you can do is nothing. So then once you figured out what you consume and what you want to do or what you are currently doing, then we'll move inward to chapter three, which is your internal environment. Now, when I talk about your internal environment, I am all encompassing around your mindset, your passions, your self-talk, your confidence, the way that you present yourself, all that kind of stuff. Who really are you? And is the way that you feel about yourself in line with the type of person that you want to be in the future? Those are very important questions and should have the adequate time put into realizing the kind of stuff that you want to do, the person you want to be, and how that looks in your head. Now, along with that negativity that I talked about earlier in the episode, I also had really poor self-talk. Like I would be real negative towards myself, which sucks. And it's not a helpful way to live. It's not enjoyable. It doesn't make you feel any better. And to be honest, it's not even that motivating. It overall just makes you feel worse and makes you want to do nothing so you don't have to feel that way anymore. So as much as you can limit the kind of negative self-talk, 
I would find that that would be a beneficial practice, you know, because that is your internal environment. That's where you have to be. You can't leave your body. You can't leave your mind. So why not make it an enjoyable place to be? If something's not right, change it positively. If something is not the way that you hope it would be, then you have the ability to change that. And I think that the biggest place that I struggle with is the current position in life, especially around this college and post-college time in one's life. You start to feel, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right things? Is this really what I want to do? And these kind of feelings are normal. They're very common. And I hope that anybody out there in that kind of situation doesn't feel alone in that. Things will turn out okay. You're doing the right things. And if you continue to listen to thoughts that count, there's no way you can't be successful. But another you know, symptom of this kind of negativity is, you know, replaying situations that didn't go out the way that you possibly have hoped. Now, I'm not saying don't learn from a situation that didn't go how you planned, but if you're going to continue to run that situation over and over and over again in your head, or if you try to plan for any type of situation that could ever possibly happen to the point where it's unrealistic, those are both two actions that create a negative self-environment especially on like the first situation, if there's situations that you can't change, if something didn't go your way and you can't change that, it doesn't make sense to continue to, you know, dwell on that and worry about that and panic about that. Because the only thing that that's really doing is making your time after that situation worse, because it's inevitable that it's going to remain that way. So you might as well just learn from it, move on and start preparing for the next situation or make sure that it doesn't happen again. And once you know that your internal environment is at peace, through whatever methods that you decide to do this, you get to decide what's best for you. I've offered up some suggestions in a lot of these episodes. Yeah, a lot of back references today, I will. Anyway, once that internal environment is sound and in a place that you want to be and that you enjoy, then you can turn outward and check your external environment. And I'll keep this bit brief, but your external environment is all the stuff that you know, your family, your friends, your job, your hobbies, all things that inhabit your life, essentially. Once you know that your internal environment is set and it's good and you're enjoying it and you're happy with yourself because that's the most important person to be happy with is yourself, you should totally be your favorite person because you get to design exactly how you are. Then you can start making positive changes in your external environment. We've talked about making sure that the right people are in your life, people that fulfill you and people that make you happy. We talk about doing the right things that you want to be able to do. Your hobbies are stuff that you like to do. And your career path is something that you want to do and that fulfills you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, even down to the way that your room is laid out. If you got to change your room setup, by all means, decorate that bad boy however you want. I personally have these hue lights in my room that change the color of my room and stuff like that. And you can see them in my uh, YouTube video. Oh, by the way, this past week, big announcement. <laughs> I launched I launched a YouTube channel. So I'll be putting videos that are separate to Thoughts That Count, but very much along the same theme of this kind of page. And then eventually, unfortunately not with this episode, but eventually I'll be trying to put the video podcast up there too to give you guys something to watch as well as listen to. But anyway, my lights. So the lights in my room, I can change the color and it kind of sets the tone. I can set it to whatever color I want. And that's just one of those little things that kind of makes me happy on a day-to-day basis and that Regardless of the day that I'm having, I know that I can come back to this room and have it be a place that's mine. It's my peaceful area. 
And I think that any space that is where you're living should be that way. It should be a place that's comfortable, a place that's home to you, and a place that you can be completely yourself. Because if not in your own home, where else will you find that peace, correct? But this last chapter, a day versus a moment, is very similar to the, the mindset stuff, but I felt like it was different enough to include in its own chapter. Now, the day versus a moment is basically the mindset shift of does one singular momentous event dictate enough of a catastrophe essentially to ruin the entire day? Now, I 100% acknowledge that there are moments in life that are awful, like that are day ruining, week ruining, sometimes month or year ruining. I get that. But I feel like these moments should be extremely rare. There are plenty of crappy moments in life, but most of those crappy moments should not ruin your entire day. You drop your coffee in the morning, it shouldn't be completely day ruining. Now, obviously, stuff can be much worse than that. That's a very simplified example. But I do think that a day can always be turned around. It's so much about your mindset because anything can be viewed in a positive light. You drop your coffee. Okay. Well, it's a, it's a day that I can challenge myself to not have it and see how well I can work without it. You have a day where your boss sucks or sales are down or whatever. You're always learning something from that situation. You know, there's probably a reason why those sales were down or there's a reason that your boss was acting the way that he or she was acting. And that's probably the biggest message of this episode, which will lead us right into our weekly takeaway. And this week's weekly takeaway is how can you view something that you previously thought as negative or even day ruining in the past and make it positive? How can you change the perspective lens on how you view that situation that you're going through to be more positive? Because I can guarantee you that there's always a light in the darkness and there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And if all else fails, you always have thoughts that count to brighten your day. (laughs) But that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you found something that you can add to your life or the life of somebody around you. Please share this episode. It helps me so much that I'm getting more and more ears each week because you know we're building here a community. Let's keep making it something great. I thank you. I appreciate you. This has been Will with Thoughts That Count. (laughs) I'll see you next time.